Gridiron Grinder, hut hut hike. All right, it's Friday night, Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan, with me as always is my buddy James, just a couple of dudes hanging out, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. This is episode 178 of Gridiron Grinder, and for tonight we're going to kick things off with Name That Stadium, like we always do. Then we're going to cover our recap of the news from this past week. Uh, after that, we're going to probably part of the recap or at the end of the recap, whatever, we're going to cover the NFL honors information that came out, talk about the hall of fame class. Uh, and then once that's done, we'll move over to the main part of the show, which is going to be our Super Bowl preview tonight. Uh, and last but not least, we'll close it off with question of the week, which I kind of got to think of on the fly here, James, but, but we'll do that. Right. So how's it going tonight, bud? It's going good. How's it going with you? Oh, pretty I, good. Pretty good. If, if you need to think of something on the fly, go for it. But I have a good one. All right, then I'm just going to put it on you tonight, man. You know, I as I mentioned to you a couple days ago, I got bit by the COVID bug again. And so I've just been um, – I got a little bit of prep work in today, but not as much as I would normally have liked to have done. So if you got a question, by all means, you're the guy for tonight. All right. Yeah, I, I got. I think I got a good question. Unless you t- go that direction at some point, then sure. I'll... You just stop me and be like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, save it." Yeah. So. All right. Well, why don't you, you know, in the meantime, why don't you take the ball and run with it? Do some name that stadium for us. All right. So, so this week I'm at the stadium that's at the Super Bowl. Just for those people that want to play, because nobody <laughs> fucking plays anymore. Um, you know, it's been a while. Different stadiums that host NFL games. First person guess it right. We'll give you an extra special shout out. Bookmark it. You can show off to all your friends how smart you are. Um, last week, again, like I said, nobody played. So, hey, no shout outs. Uh, but I was at the um, Arrowhead Stadium. So I kind of hinted at it that it was my early, early Super Bowl pick. But um last week and kind of kind of told people basically where i was because i was at the other team stadium the week before and told them i wasn't theirs but you know and maybe people just aren't watching anymore or paying attention <laughs> uh yeah I, I think that's probably part of it unfortunately but yeah uh it's all good man you know i mean it was always kind of uh sporadic when we got takers and so you know maybe one of these days we'll get a nice little surprise yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. We're going to keep doing it, okay? Because that's what we do. We're committed, okay? We want some committed fans, too. So, yeah, maybe one I, day. I mean, hell, so maybe somebody just throws out a guess that's way off and yeah, um, spurs spurs somebody else to guess. Just, just fucking guess. Like, oh, yeah. I'll take it even if it's a bot that, like, comments on something that doesn't make any sense at all. I will take anything at this point. Just to yeah, get a little right. activity and be like, oh, my God, ah, we exist to somebody somewhere. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. So that's um, that's name that stadium. Um, let's do our recap of the past week here, James. And so last week we were talking about the Pro Bowl games. And, you know, it's like one of the first years, whatever, they're they're doing this new format and it's um a bunch of skills challenges, a flag football game, 
uh, I guess the NFC won 64-59. It's the second year in a row now the NFC has won it. I see you shaking your head. Um, I I didn't even watch a single second of it and even forgot to look. Like, <laughs> you know, All right. Pro Bowl's kind of always been <laughs> down, down tier for me, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were talking about it. It, it seemed unlikely that either of us were going to watch it. And um, I ended up popping it on on Sunday and we watched like the one challenge where they got to like see how many balls they can catch. It's mm-hmm. like they, they have like the, the punting machine. And, uh, and and so I watched that with my son. He thought it was kind of cool, but he was also kind of confused by the, the shirts. He thought everybody was a Dallas Cowboy. And I was like, no, bud, you got to look at you got to look at the logo on the like on the upper right of the chest or whatever. And it tells you the team. And he was kind of like, oh, OK. But I could see like the NFC. It did look kind of like Dallas colors a little bit. But um, but then he had a play date. And so we went out. And then while he was at his play date, I took my my daughter up to Dave and Buster's because she wanted to have some fun, too. And so. We ended up missing pretty much all of it, and I just kind of read the recap. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's nothing like it used to be. So, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get into it. But for now, it's kind of, yeah, it's dicey. Yeah. So, it's just, like, when they stop playing real football, like, even, like, when they stop playing real, real football, like, was it, like, 10 years ago where it was just, like, you might as well fucking just, like, not have the game because nobody's playing and nobody's actually trying and yeah. nobody's getting tackled. And it's like, yeah, I just, I lost a lot of interest. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember like the one year it was like, um, man, you know, like the Antonio Brown peak of his career, he's in the pro bowl and he's like playing every freaking position. Because mm-hmm. it's just like a joke now. Like anybody yeah. can do anything and nobody cares. And and I was like, hey, it's great he's having fun. But I'm like, man, it's like, what did the game turn into? Yeah, it's just like, you know, not knocking it because it, it's football. But like, I, I kind of like, I like the skills. But like the skills like challenge now, they have now is just like fucking bullshit anyway. So yeah, it's, it's like a field day for yeah, it's like a elementary school field day, mm-hmm, exactly. you know, tug of war and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I mean, I did see they had that, um, I don't know, like the coolest catch or whatever, the best catch. And Puka Nukua was like wakeboarding and did a flip or whatever and caught a ball. And it's like, all right, well, that's fine. Whatever. You know, like you're I, maybe it, you know, we're just getting too damn old, James. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure the younger audience is like freaking just chewing that stuff up but you know you and i were like ah man we want to see somebody get fucking laid out and you know score a touchdown and whatever so (laughs) yeah laid out score a touchdown fucking pour the gatorade on the coach that's as (laughs) exciting as we want to see it get yeah so but you know it is what it is like they're trying to get different audiences engaged which which i can understand it's just yeah not for me all right well 
In other news, I saw that uh, Spain is going to be hosting yes. a regular season game in 2025. Looks like it's going to be in Madrid. And so mm -hmm. the, the international stuff is moving and shaking, keeps on, you know, developing and expanding. And uh, that's cool. Good for that. You know, I'm just hoping, you know, we don't somehow overdo it and start tainting things. But uh, I think there's been some okay balance with it so far you know i know a lot of the players bitch about it and whatever but you know it's probably good for the sport to get more of a global reach a global audience and so yay yeah well like i told you like they're they're expanding it's like they're testing other markets like in in europe to see um which ones are viable for nfl teams like yeah. that's that's my impression of it because like they did, you know, they expanded to Germany instead of just doing London, and now they're doing Spain. There's three countries, and if Spain works out, you just get like another two countries and move, oh, yeah. move some teams over there. You have fucking a division in Europe. Well, yeah, and hypothetically, they they play at what two stadiums in in England, right? True. And then they play it. They did two different ones in Germany, right? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Maybe. And then maybe you get one in Spain or two in Spain and one somewhere. I mean, they could, you know, it could turn into a, a, a much bigger thing in time, I suppose, if that's the way they're looking at going. But, um, yeah, time will tell, man. Time will tell. Yeah. So the, uh, the other thing I saw news-wise, and, you know, I didn't want to get into all the like assistant coaching changes and defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator stuff. But uh, I did see former Minnesota Vikings head coach, Mike Zimmer. Uh, he's being hired by Dallas to replace Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. And so that was just one that, that I thought was probably worth noting just because the guy was a former head coach might mm -hmm. as well, you know, throw that bone out there or whatever. But um, you know, a lot of these teams, they're, they're pretty well settled at this point, right? They, I mean, all the head coach openings have been filled and right. But we didn't, we didn't talk about, uh, Washington's new head coach. I even, Oh, we didn't it? cover Dan Quinn last week. No, we didn't. He, he wasn't hired yet. Last oh, week. man. Last, last week when we talked it, cause we did it on Wednesday. Um, it was, uh, whatchamacallit, it was, it was the only op open. Uh, oh yeah, like, yeah. Because Ben Johnson turned him down. Mike McDo Mike McDonald got the Seattle job, and yeah, that's right. Washington was the only one left. Okay, all right. Well, I'm glad you remembered that because I thought we I thought we hit them all. Yeah, no, we we missed uh, Dan Quinn being hired because it was it was so open. It was like Wednesday, and like they had just completed like a second round of interviews and and stuff and they were looking at at it and i remember talking about how like i had been hearing that dan quinn wasn't that high on their list for them so yeah i guess my information was wrong then he nailed it but you know i did hear uh you know people are talking some shit about ben johnson because of this and so I'm not sure if you heard this james but I apparently uh you know supposedly, uh, and I don't have like a credible source here. This is just through the grapevine, but supposedly the Washington executives 
were flying into Detroit and Ben Johnson had his agent text them while they were in the air that he was turning them down and that they didn't need to be here. And so they never even met with him in Detroit. They just like turned the plane around and went back. And uh, I guess this is like making waves amongst, you know, the uh, <laughs> whatever, those personnel on NFL teams saying, fuck you, Ben Johnson. It's like a, a little bit of the Josh McDaniel shit or whatever. But I don't see it the same way as the Josh McDaniel stuff. You know, he, he committed to Indy and then backed out. Right. So like, mm -hmm. you know, Ben Johnson didn't like make that kind of commitment to anybody. He was still interviewing, still looking at his options and then he decided to stay. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like that could have been like, you know, he, how did he know that they were in the fucking air and what time they were flying? And yeah, there could be a that, lot of things like, going on. Like yeah. He made the decision. So he told his agent to tell them that he wasn't interested in the job. Like, yeah. come on. Like, who gives a fuck if they were in the air? He, he doesn't know their fucking travel schedule. No. And it's executive search, man. You know, that stuff costs some money. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you got to spend a little bit and it doesn't work out. So, yeah. Um, and like, like, I don't, I, I I think it's a non non story thing. Like it's uh, just it's people just, like yeah people with people their fucking butts hurt, man. They, because because he keeps you know he's you know interviewing for these jobs or uh, going to interview for these jobs and like rumored to be like top of the list for these teams and he's staying in Detroit. People are all pissy because he's staying in Detroit. Yeah, and I'm glad he's staying mm -hmm. in Detroit, so I'm gonna defend him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> all right. So, uh, in other news, you know, this probably could wait, but you know, I was just going to do a little injury update for the two Super Bowl teams, and then we'll we'll get to our preview. But um, I was reading an injury report on CBS Sports earlier. Uh, I'm sorry, actually, it was that, and I I also was looking at a Yahoo report, and so I, I think I kind of combined them both. Uh, but it looked like for the, the Chiefs, we already knew Charles Amenahu was going to be out. He tore his ACL in the championship mm -hmm. round, uh, their defensive lineman. Um, but it also looks like their left guard, Joe Tooney, however you say his name, I always mess it up. He is unlikely to play. I think he's officially questionable with that. Actually, he's officially out. Officially um, out. Okay. Yeah. So, it yeah, was, the, the uh, report I saw said that uh, Andy Reid said he had slim chances. So I figured it was probably not going to be good, but okay. Yeah, so he was he was out. The article I saw was uh, about two hours ago that he was actually he was officially out. Uh, okay. And then I did see Jarek McKinnon, one of their backup running backs, he is listed as questionable with a groin injury, uh, but he was limited at practice, and so he'll probably play, is my guess. Yeah, um, so... And then so Rashi Rice is another one. He had an ankle injury, but also practiced you know, on a limited basis, so he's probably going to play uh, in Clyde so, Edwards-Alaire. So, so Rashi Rice... Uh, who was included on the injury report earlier this week has no injury designation for for the Super Bowl, so therefore he's, he's clear. He's clear. 
Uh, Clyde Edwards, Edwards Hilaire had an illness earlier in the week, but he's clear. Uh, Sky Moore um, had, with his knee is clear to play. All right. What about the 49ers, man? Um, the 49ers, I haven't, I haven't looked much into it. Right. Like it's just like the the well, injury I'll, report. I'll, yeah, I'll I've give you my seen list. Yeah, for for it was um, it just ran down the Chiefs. I've been sure kind of half looking for for the 49ers stuff, yeah. but yeah. So I saw with us. Yeah, so I saw George Kittle was um, not practicing with a toe injury but it looked like that was just out of like an abundance of caution and that he's going to play. And then their defensive lineman, Eric Armstead, similarly uh, has like a knee and a foot thing going on, but he's expected to play. So Uh, actually I just found it and a reason why I was having problems finding it. And I'll read this paragraph in this article. The 49ers, meanwhile, enter Sunday's matchup as about healthy as a team could hope to be heading into the final game of the season. The Niners have no players on the active 53-man roster with an injury designation heading into the Super Bowl. That's impressive. Yeah, that's really impressive. Like, obviously, they have people probably had had somebody on IR, but they weren't on the yeah. active active roster and haven't been for a while, but nobody with injury. It was George Kittle had toe potential um, had a toe issue and Armstead had knee foot issue. Um, They were full. Warren Burks had a shoulder thing, but he was expected to play. And And Cambry Thomas. Thomas, Yeah. He had an ankle, but also expected to play. But yeah. So, but they have those, they have no players. Uh, um, listed on the injury report from the active roster. They probably have players that are out. Let me just see real quick. Sure. Uh, no, <laughs> injury report for the Super Bowl. No injured players. <laughs> and this was a team that just like two years ago had like freaking 20-something people on IR. <laughs> yeah. So, because like because like when you look at look at like that can't that wait let's I have to go into this further like they because like for Kansas City like people that were on IR and or have been on IR um are listed why is yeah San Francisco okay here we go yeah like uh Hufanga on the you know the secondary so, he went to IR so Cleveland Farrell is on the IR, not expected to return March first. Afunga August first. Uh, no, really, other big names on it. Yeah, just those two are really the big guys. Yeah, like they have, <clears throat> like Jerick McKinnon, it was IR designated to return with an anticipated return date of February eleventh. Okay. So, but apparently he is back. Because he's, he's, but he's, I'm sorry, that's, uh, 
Kansas City. Whoa. I just confused the teams for a second. But yeah, no, so no <coughs> no injuries. You have like you have Clint Farrell and who's not a big loss as it is, and Afunga who might might be, but they, they haven't had Afunga for yeah. yeah, he's been for, out since like November or something. Yeah. I, mean, I would say I wanna say it was November. I just have to find the fucking 49ers because it's like all the injured players. So like all mixed in. Cleveland Farrell's been out since January 20th. Okay. So that's when he went on IR. Um, Afunga, November 21st. Okay. But like I said, Cleveland Farrell's not that big a loss anyways. He was, he's just like, he was a rotational player. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they got, you know, they made that trade for, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Young. Um, holy crap, I'm drawing Chase a blank. Young. Chase Young. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chase Young. <laughs> oh, yeah. COVID brain. COVID yeah. brain, yes. Uh, you know, so they, they've got a lot of depth on that defensive line, right? So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you know, um, Clellan Farrell, you know, he was – part of that depth, but, you know, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, at defensive end, like, they they have, let's see, left, they have Chase Young and Robert Robert Beal, and right, they have Randy Gregory and, or Nick Bosa and Randy Gregory. Yeah, they'll be fine. Chase Young and Nick Bosa, damn. I never, I never really gave thought to that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyways. Well, that's all I had on the news. And so, you know, from there, I figured we could kick it over to the NFL honors or the Hall of Fame class so, or whatever. But, yeah, if you got stuff, why don't you get it on out you, there, man? Are you ready to be completely fucking annoyed? Probably, yeah. Amazon Prime will have a wild card playoff game next year. Okay. Okay. I think I think these numbers are a little fucking bullshit from like the viewership numbers for um for the, the game on Peacock. I think it's fucking bullshit because so last at the end of the year Peacock had 31 million subscribers. And the week of of the wildcard game they had 2.8 million new subscribers. They announced their average viewership for the wildcard game. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. It was average. They averaged 23 million viewers on Peacock and, and or Peacock for that game they aired, that wildcard game they aired. Which I think is bullshit when they only had 33 million subscribers. Yeah, so two thirds, cool. yeah, two thirds, more than two thirds of their subscribers watch the fucking game. <laughs> My ass. <laughs> According to 
Nielsen, if you add in NFL Plus and the NBC affiliates in Kansas City and Miami, 27.6 million uh, viewership, which is, I still think is fucking high. Okay. Like, I think it's ridiculously high. Like, I bullshit high. Yeah. Well, I go back to the beginning. You're saying Amazon Prime's getting one next year. Yeah. And so Amazon's just another Prime's... way that they're forcing you to buy another streaming service. Uh-huh. Well, see, the thing of it is, is it's expected that the payment from Prime is going to be more than the payment that NBC Universal gave the NFL for the one game. Okay. So for the wild card game this past <clears throat> this past year, NBC Universal paid 110 million dollars for the rights to the game. For one game. Gotcha. And Amazon's expected it's expected that Amazon's going to pay more than that. Yeah. For the one game. Because apparently with the wild card games, you know, there's six wild card games and each of the partners, NBC, CBS, uh, ESPN, and Fox, are guaranteed one game. The fifth game rotates between, what does it say? Uh, the, f- fifth, the fifth game rotates between NBC, CBS, and Fox. And then the sixth game is up for bid annually. Okay. I just think it's fucking bullshit. Like, f- fucking stop putting NFL games on pay, on streaming only services. Yeah, just making it harder and harder, making us pay more and more. Yeah, but I mean, we we already pay enough for fucking like cable and just to watch yeah. watch one fucking game, and then you like you charge like four hundred or six hundred bucks a year. For for um, what you call it, Sunday Ticket, which is streaming only, which is fucking bullshit. Like, I hear you, man. I hear you. I feel your pain. <clears throat> All right, let's keep it moving. You want to uh, do some uh, NFL honors stuff, James? You got yeah. that list? You want to run us through? All right. So let me get. That web page. Who won some awards? All right. So MVP is no surprise. It was Lamar. Yeah. He of the total points, Lamar had 493, and the next closest was Dak Prescott, who had 152. Lamar got 49 of the 50 first place votes. Okay. Uh, Josh Allen got the got the fifth got one first place vote, which the person that didn't vote Lamar Jackson <coughs> put Lamar Jackson in first place, put him fucking third place. Hmm. Like, which I think is ridiculous. Offensive player of the year was uh, McCaffrey. He had uh, 222 possible um, of the possible points, 39 first place votes. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, 165 Total points, 23 first place votes. Um, it was kind of, it was close. It was that was one of the closer ones where TJ Watt had 140 
um, points and 19 first place votes. Then offensive rookie of the year was CJ Shroud and whoever the fuck did not vote CJ Shroud offensive rookie of the year needs to have their votes fucking taken away from them. I understand they voted Puka Nakua for those two okay. people, but those two people need their fucking votes taken away from them, period. <laughs> uh, okay. Defensive, right. defensive Rookie of the Year, it was, it was a fairly close race for first place, place votes with Will Anderson Jr. getting 16 of them and Jalen Carter and Kobe Turner getting 14 each. So the, the comeback player of the year was Flacco. Didn't get the most first-place votes. DeMar okay. Hamlin got the most first-place votes. Flacco got 13 of the possible 50 first-place votes, with Hamlin getting 21. But a bunch of fucking people... Let's see, that's... Eight people didn't even have DeMar Hamlin on, voted for. Yeah. So he ended up second, 11 points behind. Coach of the year... Fucking pisses me off again. Um, was oh no, actually no, it doesn't piss me off. No, it does piss me off. Coach of the year was a fucking tie. So it went to the coach that got the most first place votes, which was fucking Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Why the fuck did he get for coach of the year? What about D'Amico Ryan's? They they. D'Amico Ryan's yeah, no, I, I think I'm not trying to defend Stefanski. Um, you know, I like him as a coach, but I think part of it is that, you know, Nick Chubb went down in what, week one or week two? And then you had Deshaun Watson go down, and then they brought in Flacco, and somehow they still made that playoff run. I think people were kind of looking at that as like, oh, man, they overcame a whole lot, right? And then especially the, you know, the division they play in and whatever, but... No, I Demico agree. Lions I think took a fucking four-win team to a ten-win yeah. team. Yeah, I think uh, Houston or Detroit should have been, you know, right up there. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a strange one myself, man. So I'm just trying to trying to give you my insight of what why it might have been that way. Yeah, Cam Cam Hayward um, from the Steelers got Walter Payton Man of the Year. Good for him. Uh, Assistant coach of the year, and this is again fucking pisses me off. Jim Schwartz, yeah, just defensive to get coordinator blown out in the for the Browns, just to get blown out in the playoffs, got fucking twenty-five first-place votes and one assistant coach of the year. Yeah, the FedEx Air and Ground Player of the Year was players of the year were Brock Purdy and and McCaffrey. Make makes a little bit sense. Um, because I, I think that one has to be teammates, a quarterback, okay. uh, running back duo. Um, sportsmanship award went to Bobby Wagner. Celebration of the year went to Tommy DeVito <laughs> for his, I don't even remember, his Italian-inspired oh, celebrations. Okay. Whatever. Moment of the year was CeeDee Lamb's 91-yard touchdown reception from Dak Prescott against Ooh. the Lions. Ooh. Uh, they had to get their little jab in against the Lions somewhere, yeah. right? 
not not winning not winning an award wasn't good enough. We got to find a way to stick it to them. Exactly that one. That Fuckers. one. You know, there's there's there are a lot of a lot of fucking plays that when I when and now I can't think of them, but like there were a lot of other plays that I would be like, oh. That should be moment of the year, or that yeah. that could be moment of the year. Like, like fucking yeah. one of C.J. Stroud's ridiculous pick a play on any of those ridiculous comeback drives he did. Oh yeah. Or, or I, I mean, hell. Yeah. Any of the zillion yard receptions that Tyree Kill had. Yeah. You know, like exactly. early in the year, dude. They were every every one was like fifty plus yards. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't there like. There, there was like a kick return for a touchdown or a punt return for a touchdown that you could have picked. Uh, I'm sure there was. Yeah, especially nowadays when, you know, they don't even exist anymore, basically. Yeah. I mean, to fucking get the jab at the Lions. And it, that that touchdown was really early in the fucking game. It didn't change the game that much. It was what, like, it was the first quarter, wasn't it? I don't even remember what part of the game it was, but... I want to say it was like the Cowboys... Second possession. Okay. Oh, here it is. It, it was with 3:40 left in the first quarter. Third okay. and 13. Detroit up three nothing. <laughs> Man, come on, bullshit. Such a critical moment. Yeah, such such a critical moment in the game that yeah, you you couldn't have picked like a uh, like a game winning touchdown or something. You know, you're picking a first quarter <laughs> big play. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. I mean, hell, like, like I would have been fine if it was, uh, I, I actually the play that it should have been, which shifted the fucking game. Well, no, never mind. That was in the playoffs. Damn. It was just like I was thinking about the IU catch. Like that shifted the game right there. Yeah. But that was playoffs. Hey, forget it, man. Forget it. It's all uh, good. Um, another jab at the fucking Lions. <laughs> so, um, is that is that the list? Is that all? Yeah, that's the... that's the full list. All right. So, uh, do you also have the list for the twenty twenty four Hall of Fame class? I do. Okay. Why don't you give us that, my man? All right. I'm going to start with the one with the voters fucking getting it right for a fucking change and putting Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. Um, he he was he was lit, he literally changed games. Yeah, it was mostly as a kick returner, um, but he had 14 punt punt returns for a touchdown, five kickoff returns for a touchdown, and Didn't he have like what was the what was the 20th? Oh, it was the field goal return for a touchdown. Okay. Or something. Like he because he had, it lists 20 and it says 14 14 punt, five kick, and an additional return TD. But I mean he has the league record of 20 overall return touchdowns. Yeah, it was just freaking amazing watching mm-hmm. him play, man. Yep. Amazing. And, like, he shifted games. Like, teams changed their fucking kickoff and their punts yeah. when he was in the game. Like, Oh, yeah. Was, 
So and I talked about it when he was like a semifinalist as like if they don't fucking put him in, yeah. every one of them need to be fired. Yeah, and I mean I you know, go way back, man. Like what I don't know if it was the it had to be Rex Grossman when they played Indy in the Super Bowl and he he fucking returned one in that game, man. Yeah. It was like, dude, if they would have won yeah. that Super Bowl, he would have been in the Hall of Fame, no problem. But it's like Ah, they sweat the guy for this many years. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Then additionally, Dwight Freeney went in. That's that another no-brainer. Yeah. Um, Andre okay. Johnson. Master. Andre Johnson's another no-brainer to me. The thing with him that surprised me uh, was that they were talking about how he played at the end of his career in Tennessee. Man, I don't even remember him in Tennessee. He played for Tennessee. Yeah. So they were, I think it was saying for two years in Tennessee at the end. I remember him playing in Houston, obviously. And then I remember him, I remember him very, uh, on a limited basis. I remember him in Indianapolis, but I don't ever remember him being in Tennessee, man. He never played for Indianapolis. I thought he played for Indian. Yeah, 2015, he played oh, for the Colts. I'm and then, sorry, okay, I'm... the Titans in 16, so it was one season for them. But um... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I looked up Tennessee Titans trying to look up okay. Andre Johnson. So I, I see Houston and Tennessee, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I want to see if I can find some stats on him because, man, I just don't. Um... So in Tennessee, he played in eight games. He started four of them. He had nine receptions for 85 yards. Yeah, that's why I don't remember it, yeah. In and then Indiana, even Indy, he had 500 he, yards. So. Yeah, he only had 500 yards. Yeah. But, I mean, that was, in his, that was year 12, or 13 and 14 for a wide receiver. So Yeah, after he lit it up big time in Houston – uh, uh-huh. With like no quarterbacks or Matt Schaub as his quarterback, exactly. no no fucking yeah. quarterback at all. Or, yeah. I mean, Matt I Schaub was okay for a few years, right? He was like one of those uh, like early thirty five hundred four thousand yard a year passers, like when that era started to make the wave, mm-hmm. right? But he wasn't like some all star quarterback. Yeah, his 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 most yards in the season, he had one thousand five hundred ninety eight in. In 2012, um, yeah. he led the league in in receiving yards two years. 2012 wasn't one of them, ironically. Yeah, he was um, like the Calvin Johnson before Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. He had he had 70 touchdowns in in his career. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, 70 touchdowns in his career. A uh, little bit, a little bit of struggles late with fumbling the ball but i mean 2014 so year like year 12 he fumbled three times but he had outside of that he had he had besides those three he had seven total he had 10 total fumbles in his career seven of them lost three of them gotcha three of three of the fumbles and three of the lost ones happened his last year in in houston okay played in four playoff games had 400 average 300 or not average, had 358 yards total in the playoffs. His 2011 average 100 yards a game uh, in the playoffs. In 2012, he had 78 yards 
average per game. Seven-time Pro Bowl. Like, I mean, a complete no-brainer for the Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that was a, no- a no-brainer for the Football Hall of Fame was uh, Julius Peppers. Oh, yeah. Dude was a beast. Dude was a beast. He had uh, 90... He had total... He retired fourth all-time in sacks with 159 and a half. 97 of them were when he was in Carolina. He had 10 interceptions. As he, a defensive he, lineman. <laughs> yeah. Four of them... Four of his interceptions, he returned for a touchdown. As a defensive lineman. As a defensive lineman. Uh, he... This is that. His rookie season, he had 12 sacks, five forced fumbles, and one interception in 12 games. That's a fucking sack a game. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, the next one, I don't know much about. It's a, it's a modern era player. Um, it was Patrick Willis. Oh, dude, he was a freak linebacker for the 49ers, but he um, he didn't have like a super long career. He like basically retired, didn't you know? Was like you know had a couple injuries and was just like ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do it anymore. And I mean, like everybody said when he retired, oh man, if he would have played a few more years, he's a Hall of Famer. But because it, you know, because he cut it short, some people didn't think it was going to happen for him. Yeah, like so. So like, I'm looking at the time at like the time when he he played, and that's like it was like really right when I moved to California, where I didn't have, I kind of lost touch of football for a couple years. But yeah, he had a hundred a hundred tackles in six of his eight seasons. Yeah. The two seasons he didn't have 100 tackles. He one of them he only played in 6 games. And the other one he had 97. Yeah, he was like the um the next great linebacker after Ray Lewis mm-hmm. and he just had a, a short career and it was like the same thing kind of with like Luke Keekley, you remember him from Carolina? Yeah. Like him and Patrick Willis were like regarded as like you know, they were going to take the torch from Ray Lewis and be the next guys. And then both of them retired early because they just, they got hurt and they didn't want to, they didn't want to fuck with it anymore. Yeah. And you know what, actually now that I'm looking at it and talking about it, I remember him. I just forgot his name. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He, he made the pro bowl in seven of his eight seasons. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, he, he and was the one. The one, the one season he didn't make the Pro Bowl, he played in six games. Yeah, so. he got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then the he dude had, was a beast, and and, and it looks the, like he was an All Pro. Seven, six of the eight, he was an All Pro, yeah. including five, his fucking rookie year. <laughs> five, five, five of five of those six were first team All Pro as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I liked Patrick Willis a lot, man. He mm-hmm. was freaking. He was a beast, but um, hey, man, it's a brutal sport. Injuries take a toll. And then you had um, the senior selections, uh, which was Randy Gradisher, okay. who uh, he played for the played for the Broncos in the seventies and eighties. He was a linebacker. It's the article I found says he was one of the foremost linebackers of his generation. 
but he didn't make the Pro Bowl. He he was modern era finalist from 2003 to 2008, but never made it. And then he got his um, got selected this year as a senior finalist. He he was the all time leading tackler for the Broncos with 2000. And 49 when he retired in 1983. Wow. He had um, 19 and a half sacks, 20 interceptions, 13 fumble recoveries, and four defensive touchdowns. Okay. And he was defensive player of the year in 78. And there was also Steve McMichael. Uh 1980 first round pick. Uh, he was he was on the the Bears defense in the okay. in 85 the 85 Super Bowl winner. He was two time Pro Bowler, two time All Pro. With first year being that. He was an interior defensive lineman. He posted 95 sacks, 847 tackles. 13 forced fumbles in 15 seasons. He retired in 94. He had seven years with eight or more sacks. It was just apparently second all-time among defensive tackles. And that's, that's the list. I don't... I don't remember. It's a little like it's a little bit before, like right, like he was wrapping up or he was tailing out his season when I really started paying attention to football. Gratisher, I was way before me. Yeah, yeah, um, I don't, uh, I don't recognize him at all. I mean, he retired when I was three years old or two years old. So yeah. you were, you're what, two years younger than me? So you were like one, <sighs> something like that. Yeah. I don't he know, retired I'm like one or two years younger than you. I don't know. 41. He retired. In, he retired in '83. Okay, so yeah, I was I was a year old. Not that anybody needs to know that. I will scrub that from this video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that's not the like list. I care. <laughs> I I wanted I was I was starting to look up who the finalists were to. Um, see if there were any um, snubs or anybody that I thought should have made it, but that's a pretty solid list of people that made it. Um, People that didn't make it that were finalists should be a Hall of Famer, should be a Hall of Famer, should be a Hall of Famer. Oh my gosh. Antonio Gates was one of them? Oh. Yeah, so here's the list. Here's here's the list of the fine, modern era finals. Eric Allen should be a Hall of Famer. Jared Allen should be a Hall of Famer. Willie Anderson should be a Hall of Famer. Jerry Evans, I don't know. Um, Antonio Gates should be a Hall of Famer. Rodney Harrison should be a Hall of Famer. Torrey Holt should be a Hall of Famer. Fred Taylor should be a Hall of Famer. Reggie Wayne should be a Hall of Famer. Darren Woodson should be a Hall of Famer. Wow. <sighs> that's that's a bottleneck. And that's the problem with 
like like Antonio Gates. I, I don't know why the fuck Antonio Gates is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, his should have been I a mean, slam dunk. Yeah, it was his. Yeah, okay, it was his first year of eligibility, but it was also also Julius Peppers' first year of eligibility. So I don't know. I just, I have an issue with that. Because tight ends don't get no love. Yeah, I think if of that list, like the ones I have an issue with, I I have an issue with Antonio Gates not making it, but I can't pick somebody that is on the inductee list based on their rules that I would swap him out for because I think all of them. Very deserving. Very deserving. I also think Torrey Holt's very deserving of being in the Hall of Fame. Yep, me too. But I I understand Andre Johnson making it over Torrey Holt because – Torrey Holt did a lot of his damage and uh, a lot of had a lot of his his success with uh, Kurt Isaac Warner Bruce. Yeah. and Isaac Bruce and great so show on turf. Yep. Yeah, Andre Johnson had no fucking help. No, he, he was no the beast quarterback. Yeah. So. Well, that's the Hall of Fame class of 2024. All right. Well, thanks for breaking it down, my man. Uh, that takes us to our Super Bowl preview, the main event here, man. And the first first thing to 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 mention with the Super Bowl preview is we probably should have mentioned it last week, but you officially won the bet after the championship round. Um, good for you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I've had I. I, I did good in the playoffs, and the uh, kids were born, and I just fucking tailed off. That's two years in a row that you won both the regular season and and the um uh, the, the playoff bet. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, and I don't remember how how we did it last year, but I'll just uh, I'll hit you for the the regular season, and maybe we'll put the playoff one on a credit or something. So, uh, you know, I don't need to be dipping too much out of your pocket there bud well i appreciate that we'll we'll figure that out a little bit yeah as as we go you have <laughs> i gotta some find a nice bottle of whiskey first we got nothing yeah time. exactly you, ha- you have some time you gotta find the bottle first and and then go from there but we are have the super bowl this weekend which is you know Everybody says that it's the sports Super Bowl. This literally is the NFL Super Bowl, which is, which is great. Which, which I don't, I don't know. I probably mentioned this every year the last, um, last like four years. Is but you know how the Super Bowl was named, right? Oh man, I remember you telling me once, but please refresh my memory. So Lamar Hunt. It was Lamar Hunt's idea, or he was part of the team that's idea, and Lamar Hunt. Hunt came up with the name, so he was he he wanted to call it like the Super Game or the Super This, and you know those fucking bouncy balls that are called Super Balls. Okay. His, like, grandson or son, his son was playing with one of those, and he saw the name Super Ball, and it clicked in his head, Super Bowl. And he's like, that's the perfect name. And the first one or the first two weren't actually called the Super Bowl. They there was like the AFL NFL Championship game or something like that. Okay. But they retroactively uh, referred to those as the Super Bowls. 
I want to say, I want to say it was the second one that took the Super Bowl designation. Gotcha. Um, yes, it was. The Super Bowl was monikered in 1960, so it was the third one. The first four Super Bowls from 67 uh, played before the merger. 69 was the first one. Super Bowl three was the first one that was named the Super Bowl. Before that, it was the AFL-NFL World Championship game. Gotcha. So that's how it was named the Super Bowl. This is a rematch of the game that occurred four years ago. Yeah, just a few years back, yeah. And Kansas City beat um, beat San Francisco and... Oh, Jimmy G had a wide-open, uh, yeah. what's-his-face, wide-open whatever uh, was, wide receiver they brought Debo. in for that one year. No, no it wasn't no, no, Debo. It was, it was Debo. It was Debo. No, no, it wasn't Debo. It was the dude from uh, Denver that was also in Pittsburgh. Um, I, why do I remember it as Debo? That was, was in Super Bowl 54? Super Bowl 54. Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, yes, Emmanuel Sanders. That's that's right. He was wide-ass open, deep, mm-hmm. and he overthrew him. That would have changed the game. Yep, <laughs> exactly. But, so I mean, I, hey, it was a, you know, people, you know, it's like they expect quarterbacks to make every throw, right? I mean, it, you mm-hmm. know. It was still not like a guaranteed throw for any other quarterback, man. It's not like it was that bad. Yeah, but it, it, it sucked it's, it's it's only it it only gets that much criticism because he was so bad in the fourth quarter, regardless mm-hmm. that it was just yeah. like wow, you know, like he was throwing to empty spaces, man. It was like so nasty. Yeah, the good news for those people with kids out there. Um, young kids out there is there will be a simulcast on Nickelodeon. Yay! With, slime um, time. They're going to be using SpongeBob characters and oh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right, good to know. How they're going to do it, I don't know, but it's going to be it probably like the one the playoff broadcast a uh, couple years ago that they did, and just having uh, I don't know SpongeBob. Who did they say it was going to be? What's Who's the hijinks guy in SpongeBob? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, dude. <laughs> uh, come on, you have kids that that age. I, my uh, kids, my kids don't watch SpongeBob. Actually, they just started watching it maybe a couple weeks ago, but I don't know that it's going to stick with them. It's so they have their lineup is from <sighs> simulcast. It's. Uh, They're going to have slime lights from the two teams road to the Super Bowl. Um, They're going to make it fun for the kids, man. Apparently, they're going to have a realistic fish head. But recapping the highlights from the slime lights, they're going to have a post-Super Bowl party. It's, gosh, it's going to, anyways. So, yeah, so they're having it on, on, um, Nickelodeon at the same time, which is which will be great because 
it's great for the kids, get them interested. Oh, that's good. That's another good question um, for, for the question of the week. But so to the game itself. Apparently, according to reports, Taylor Swift will be there, even though she has... I know oh, you care about this. Man. She you has a concert apparently off. Saturday in Japan, but is going to fly in. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking care. I figured you cared, though. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm a Swifty. Where the fuck are my notes? I can give you my notes while you're looking yours up. All right. So what it, what it boils down to to me is, and this is an interesting, interesting stat that I think you'll find weird. Every Super Bowl that's been a rematch of a previous Super Bowl, the team that won the first game won the second game. Except okay. for Miami beating Pittsburgh in the 70s on their third try against Pittsburgh. Okay. So, yeah. So, for the, the second one, for the it's second always the one, first team. It's always the first team that won. Gotcha. Okay. Which I thought was weird. Um, How many times has that happened? Do you know? I can look. I'll, I'll look it up real, real quick. Um, but okay. it's. I'm just curious. Is it like six times, or you know, four times, or you know? So, obviously, it happened. With the. Patriots and Giants. Patriots and Giants. It happened with the Steelers and Dolphins. Okay. Actually, let me do it this way. Because sure. I'm, try I'm trying to go through the list and then remember... Out of the 57 Super Bowls, eight of them have been rematches. This will be the ninth. Okay. Um, I don't want a fucking ad. Uh, Steelers, Cowboys, in first met in Super Bowl 10, played each other in Super Bowl 13. The Steelers won the first two matchups. Um, and then they played in Super Bowl 30 when the Cowboys won. Dolphins, Washington, um, Super Bowl seven. The Dolphins finish out their under. Oh, that's there. We go. There's one. Miami's the only one that. That's where that note is. I I forgot about that one. So Super Bowl Washington, the Dolphins, but that's ten years difference. Okay. Uh, 49ers, Bengals. 
six, Super Bowl 16 and Super Bowl 23. San Francisco won both of them. Cowboys, Bills, 27-28. Cowboys won both of them. Giants, Patriots, 42 and 46. Giants won both of them. Patriots, Eagles, 39 and 52. Wow, that stat was wrong. That article I read was wrong. There's another one. Giant, the Patriots Eagles because the Eagles won the second one. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And then Patriots Rams. And the Patriots won both of them. Gotcha. Okay. So, so this the article I read initially left out the Giants or the. Eagles Patriots from the list. So it was Miami, Miami, Washington. My my Washington Miami won the first one. Washington won the second one. And the Eagles and Patriots were both of those like the Eagles Patriots was thirteen years apart and the Dolphins and Washington was ten years apart. The first like Three years for the Steelers, Cowboys. Eh, seven. Okay. Yeah, and so I saw the spread is what two points for San Francisco. Yeah, like which, in their favor. Yeah, it's San Francisco's favored by two points. I'm and so, it looked like it was a low over, over under forty seven and a half. It is a low over under, and that's but that's going to be the key for um, Kansas City winning the game. Is yeah, it being a low scoring, down, low scoring yeah. game? Defense locks them down. Um, per the key for for San Francisco to win the game is Purdy not playing like he did in the first half against Detroit and against Green Bay. <laughs> My notes are fucking. Like, I'm just so thrown that that stat that I read was, <laughs> was so far off. After like, I didn't. I didn't. That's what you get when you don't verify a stat you read in one article with finding a second article. Yeah, can't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah. Well, I'll give you my notes. How about that? Yeah, you give give me your notes. I'm I'm just kind yeah, of stewing over being organized. Yeah. So I guess for what it's worth, I'll just start off by saying I'm taking the 49ers in this one. Uh, I do see a path for both teams. Um, When you look at the NFL.com stats, you've got the number nine offense and the number two defense in the Kansas City Chiefs against the number two offense in the number eight defense in the San Francisco 49ers. If I didn't know any better, or if I was looking at a different year, I would have probably thought that those rankings were reversed, but that's Mm -hmm. just how these teams were this year. I think San Francisco, um, you know, well, going deeper into the rankings, they're the number four passing attack, the number three rushing attack. I think that that balance on offense 
is going to keep that number two Kansas City defense on their toes. You know, if they were uh, lopsided in the passing game or in the rushing game, maybe the defense could exploit that a little bit. But because they're so well balanced, it's going to be a big challenge for that defense. Um, Looking at the San Francisco defense, on the other hand, they have been exploited by good rushing attacks in recent games. Uh, But Kansas City's offense is only the number 19 ranked rushing offense in the NFL. So I I don't know that it's going to give them a huge edge in this game like it could have with some other teams. Um, But, you know, those are just some of the rankings. Um, I think uh, when I look at my model, it's pretty closely aligned with like the spread. I've got San Francisco winning by 1.32 points. And that's like as, as much of the injury updates and everything I could put together in my model. Um, you know, we know that San Francisco has got a stacked roster, um, but that's still close. That's close that it could go either way. I think that for Kansas City, the path to success is that uh, you rely on your clutch quarterback winning Patrick Mahomes. He's been there. He's gotten it done twice already. He's been there three times. Uh, also the one thing that I saw come out, I think just today or yesterday, which I'm, you know, I'm surprised we didn't hear more about coming into this, but it's well worth noting is that the chief's defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, he has been phenomenal in Super Bowl games. He was the defensive coordinator for those giants years where they upset the Patriots. Uh, he's a clutch guy when it comes to coaching these big games and he has a very good defense this year. Um, and then I, I think the third part is that, um, the Kansas city, it's kind of along the lines of that defense, their defensive front seven is the best that San Francisco's offensive line has had to face the entire playoff so far. And really a lot this year, to be honest. And so I think that that could rattle them a little bit. Uh, I think that this front seven is better than what we saw with the Green Bay Packers a couple weeks ago, and they put a lot of pressure on the 49ers in that game. Uh, That can totally change things. But on paper, roster-wise, I mean, you talked about it. I mean, San Francisco is about as healthy as you can get for a Super Bowl. And they are as stacked and as deep of a roster as you can get in the modern-day NFL. Uh, It's hard to go against the model. You're talking frickin' Debo, McCaffrey, Fred Mm -hmm. Warner, all these frickin' Bosa superstar guys all over the place on the 49ers. Uh, You know, I got to go with the model. I got to pick them, dude. They're just stacked. Okay. So I found my notes, and it's it's – First starts with the officiating crew. Okay, all right, yeah. Bill Vinovich is the referee for the Super Bowl. He actually was the referee. This is his second Super Bowl in five years. The last Super Bowl he refed was the Kansas City-San Francisco Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Um, and during that game, his regularly, with the exception of this year, his crew threw more flags. Um, but his... His regular season crew annually throws the fewest flags in the NFL. Okay. Um, for basically most of the past 10 years. With the exception of this year, they were tied for seventh fewest. Um, 
during the Super Bowl Super Bowl uh, Fifty Four, when he was the referee there, there were a total of eleven flags thrown in the game. Two declined. Five against the 49ers, four against the Chiefs. Now you go to for for the Chiefs. Mahomes has 14 playoff wins as a starting quarterback. Tied for tied with Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw for third most by a starting quarterback since 1950. Pretty nuts. Kelsey has had eight postseason games with 100-plus receiving yards, tied with Jerry Rice for the most in NFL history. Uh, Chief, this, this regular, during the regular season, the Chiefs' receivers dropped 6.2% of the passes thrown to them. During the, during the postseason, it's, it's dropped to 3.3%. Yeah, that's huge. This season... Is that correct? Is have they played? Is that total? Let's see, seventeen and six and no five. Okay, twenty. Yeah, this season the Chiefs are thirteen and two, including the playoffs, when holding opponents under to twenty points or less. Okay, they are one and four when they allow twenty-one or more points in a game gotcha. this year. Like yeah, said, really showing how defensive they've been this year. Yeah, keys defense. The 49ers have led only 22.9% of game time in this playoffs. It's the second lowest percentage of a team leading, leading in the postseason entering the Super Bowl. The lowest was the 94 Chargers. Okay. They're the fourth team to have both a 4,000-yard passer of, and four players with 1,000 scrimmage yards in a season, but they're the first one to make the Super Bowl. Purdy has had, had a 91 QBR in the second half of games this postseason uh, compared to 59 QBR in the first half. They've 49ers have allowed an, an average 22 points per game in the... I'm, I'm sorry, have, on, have averaged scoring... 22 points per game in the second half versus seven average in the first half. Kicker. I'm going to go to the kicker. Yeah, you have to. You have to bring it up. I'm I'm glad you're bringing up the kicker. Jake Moody has missed four kicks in the past three games. Yeah, not good. He's a rookie, but highly drafted rookie. He's three of six. Um on field goals and nine of 10 on extra points during the first 16 games of the regular season. He was perfect 58 for 58 with extra points and he missed three field goals. During this season, including playoffs with the, with Debo Samuel Samuel on the field, the 49ers have had 7.1 average 7.1 yards per play compared to 5.5 when he's not on the field. It's a big difference. I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Um. So what it boils, what it goes down down to, and for me, and my model actually has Kansas City winning the game. Um, the 49ers are the second team 
to reach the Super Bowl without covering the spread in any of their playoff games prior to the Super Bowl. The other team to do that was the 2007 Patriots, who lost, who lost, who were a 12 point, 12 and a half point favorite against the Giants in Super Bowl uh, 42. And we all know who won that game. game. <laughs> and a 12 point favorite, man, that's such an insane spread. <laughs> Interestingly, I don't know if I have ever, in my time paying attention to sports, I did paying attention to football. I don't. I have. I didn't go in and look up stats for this, but because they're favored in the Super Bowl, San Francisco will have been favor the favorite in every game they played this season. No shit. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, favorites are 36 and 21 outright. Okay. Uh, and 27, 28, and 2 against the spread. And the 47 and a half point over under will be the lowest since Super Bowl 50. <sighs> There's my rundown of all the game. And, you know, some some guys playing the halftime show, which who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. And you're taking the Chiefs, of course. Right. I'm for taking our, the our purposes, it doesn't matter. It's just for fun. But, yeah, you think you're... My model has yeah. it as a 24-17 to 17 victory for the Chiefs. Okay. In fact, how I could see this game going late... Late in in the game, late in the fourth quarter, Brock Purdy gets in the red zone, has a chance to tie the game, throws an interception, game over. Gotcha. But with that score of 24 to 17, I also would take the under in the game. Yeah, man. See, it's it's when you think of these teams. You know, I know Kansas City's down this year offensively, but it's it just makes me think you got to take the over. But then you look at them and you're like, yeah, but they're both two very good, very physical defenses, also. And so it's it's a tough one, man. And you know these these guys in Vegas, they know what they're doing, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hey, I don't know. I I'm not a big gambler, but uh, my gut would tell me take the over. But um, it's hard. It's hard going against defense. Although it seems like that trend has been changing in recent years, where the defense wins championships. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's been as big of a a factor. You know, minus like the Rams losing to the Patriots that one year a couple of years back. Yeah, I weren't the. Patriots favorite night that that was a terrible game I'm just saying it was all, like a defensive battle right you know it seems well, like everything it? else no, is no, about no, no, offense. No. that one that one was not a defensive battle that was a battle of inept offenses <laughs> all, right, all right yeah I guess you could put it that way then <laughs> that was a complete battle of inept offenses 
But so I wanted to pull up the odds for this. If, if you're good with the Super Bowl, I can move on to question of the week. Yeah, I'm good there, man. Yeah. All right. So I have two ways I could go go with it. Both are Super Bowl related. Um, I think. I think the way to go with it is going to be, and I think we did this last year as well. I think it was the same question of the week. Who do you think will win Super Bowl MVP? Okay. I'll start because I asked the question. Obviously, it depends on who who wins the game. Yeah. So you're picking Kansas City. I'm picking Kansas City, so I'm, I'm going to talk San Fran. So all right, I'm just while you're while you're talking, I gotta like focus my mind on the 49ers. But yeah, go yeah. ahead. So here's how I think this this Super Bowl is going to go. I think Mahomes is not going to have a stellar game. I think how how Kansas City wins the game is rely is going to be relying very heavily on Pacheco. And relying very heavily on Pacheco, okay. and I think that I think there's it's going to be a rushing rushing battle. Pacheco's probably going to have with Kansas City winning the game. Pacheco's probably going to have 150 plus yards rushing in the game. Okay. <clears throat> I think I think on the other side, if it's San Francisco that wins the game, it's going to be a McCaffrey game. So either way. Who, no matter who wins the game, I think a running back is going to win Super Bowl MVP. Well, you son bitch, you shouldn't be saying McCaffrey when you're picking the Chiefs. But okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but I think Pachenko's going to going to win the MVP. I think he's going to have have like the game of all games for for a running back in the Super Bowl. And, and win the MVP. Okay. So, for me, and this is just off the cuff here, um, my brain is looking, obviously I picked a 49er, so I'm picking a 49er. Mm-hmm. I think McCaffrey's too obvious of a pick. I think that Spagnolo and that defense are going to try really hard to hone in on him. Uh, I think that the guy that'll end up getting it is going to end up being Debo Samuel because he is that dual threat on offense, catching and rushing, that they're going to do all their little trickery plays on that offense, knowing that the defense is focused so much on McCaffrey, Debo's going to have a big-time game. I think if he gets in the end zone at least once, and then he has some yards through the air and on the ground uh, in a low-scoring game. That could be the difference maker for him getting the edge. So you're Debo Samuel. I'm Pacheco. Pacheco. So I found a quick list. Debo Samuel is plus 2,000 Okay. to win Super Bowl MVP. Pacheco's plus 3,000. Okay. I'm going to throw a name out there that I think if San Francisco wins the game could be considered have a chance to win MVP because 
defensive. Because I think if you're really if San Francisco's able to shut down the oh Kansas yeah City it's offense, low scoring yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna but it's gonna be with great linebacker play yeah you're thinking Fred Warner I'm thinking Fred Warner has I I, I a he pick probably and a sack a, yeah like a pick and a sack or, or a fumble has, recovery right has yeah. a big play in the right moment that that seals the game. Like I could see, I could see it being a defensive player. Also. I would love it to be Fred Warner or, yeah, or Bosa or somebody, but it's it's just think, so hard see, for pick, these defensive my, guys to get yeah, it, you know. For 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 me, defensively, it would be Warner or Greenlaw. Okay. That those would be the two that I would say would have a chance. The last defensive player to win the MVP was, can you name it? Uh, wasn't, uh, what's his name? Brooks from the Buccaneers way back in the day, is it? No, it was Von Miller. Oh shit. I forgot about the fucking, uh, yeah. Him embarrassing Cam Newton, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Von uh, Miller. Yeah. And yeah. before that was Dexter Jackson from the Buccaneers. Okay. All right. And Ray Lewis won it once. Gotcha. Shit, I forgot Desmond Howard won the MVP of that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. What uh, you're talking about the year he had the kick return and yeah, you know he was yeah special teams galore, dude. Well, I'm just looking at the list and like more defensive players have won Super Bowl MVP than I realized. I mean, not like recently, though. Yeah, but still, like, I mean, like, you go back and there's since 2000, you have Ray Lewis, Dexter Jackson, Malcolm Smith, Von Miller. You have four in the last four and twenty three years. Four and twenty two years. Right, but the but outside of outside of that, so I'll go through the list of non defensive players from then. Um, let me see. Uh, Tom Brady. I'm sorry. I'll start. Kurt Warner. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Heinz Ward. Peyton Manning. Eli Manning. Santonio Holmes. Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers. Eli Manning. Joe Flacco. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. It's all Nick Foles. Okay. Oh, there we go. Julian Edelman. So, Santonio so Holmes, Julian Edelman. Three, three non-quarterbacks. And Cooper Cup. Four non-quarterbacks. Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup. I thought you three. named one other guy. Oh, Heinz Ward. Four. So, the so, same so number. So, four, four defensive players, four wide receivers, and then the rest are quarterbacks. Exactly. 16 quarterbacks or whatever, whatever. So 18 quarterbacks, something. Yeah. Six, uh, or whatever, yeah, like however 17. many years, four, eight, and then, you know, you're talking 22 years. Yeah. But or 23. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so it, it it's very heavily, and that that's, that's probably why the, if you look at, where did that list go? Where did it go? Where the fuck did I go? Where the fuck? Uh, where is, did I close that? 
I can't find it now. Okay. Um, but like Mahomes was the odds. All right, here we go. Betting on MVP. It was so Mahomes was plus one thirty. Brock Purdy was plus two twenty five. Then McCaffrey at plus four fifty. Everybody okay. else, everybody else is like Kelsey's plus fourteen hundred. Then two thousand, three thousand, five thousand, five thousand, six thousand, eight thousand, eight thousand. Vegas knows what they're doing, man. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's always the fucking quarterback. Yeah, it's a popularity contest. Yeah. But anyways, so the other question I was going to ask was, what's your favorite prop to look at for the Super Bowl? But I went with MVP. Yeah, see, I don't do a whole lot of the the bets, but um, I always hear people, they love doing, like, the coin toss for the Super Bowl. And I'm like, hey, hey, whatever, that's fun, right? But... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to look at the list of them, and then I'd, I'm sure one of them would stick out for me. Yeah, uh, but like I said, like that was initially what I initially one of the one that I thought of. But like I, I'm not that up on on what yeah. all the props are. Like I mean, I mean you can bet on everything from the color of the Gatorade dumped on the coach to oh yeah like, the length of the national anthem to. Like I'm sure how many times you're gonna they're gonna show Taylor Swift on TV and yep, yep. see I'd rather I'd rather do the uh, old school get in on some squares you know yeah. that for me is fun. So I heard a story on sports radio talking about squares at, at a Super Bowl party somebody went to they were saying that it was because they were they're talking about how they hate Super Bowl parties yeah. And, it was a thousand dollars per square. Holy fuck! So a hundred thousand in the pool. Yeah, rich man party. Rich man party. Paid out a thousand dollars every scoring change. So six nothing paid a thousand dollars. Seven nothing paid a thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars for the end of the first second and third quarter score remainder whatever's left over for the final score and like this super bowl happened to be a super bowl that had a lot of scoring in it yeah so it was like twenty twenty thousand dollars for having the numbers for the fourth quarter or the final score of the game some fucking hot shit. Some hot shit, but because we were talking a little bit before about Super Bowl. Can we parties, do that with like, like a buck a square? <laughs> yeah. So we were ta- you 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 were talking a little bit about Super Bowl parties and how both you and I are very particular about how we watch the Super Bowl. And I was saying that you know I people are going to talk to me and I'm not going to want to watch the Super Bowl. But apparently at that Super Bowl party. Everybody was glued into the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> and oh, yeah. Nobody was not talking. a peep. 
Yeah. Not a peep. I was like, oh, that's like my dream fucking Super Bowl party. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I think for me, oh, man, it's like just chill, have have a whiskey, watch the game, maybe get some pizza, just uh, focus, enjoy it, you know, because I'll go nuts to it, right? Like if it's a good mm-hmm. game, I'll be like screaming and yelling by myself. Because that's like how yeah. much I like it. But uh, yeah, I don't want to be at a party where I'm distracted. Uh, and then it's like, you know, I miss a big play. Um, and, you know, for the Lions, you know, game against the 49ers, I was at sort of like a smaller party for that event. And um, I ended up missing the Gibbs fumble. And dude, it drove me nuts because I'm like, <laughs> it would never happen if I was just watching the game at home. But uh but that's the risk you take when you go to parties is that you can miss that mm-hmm. big play. And then it's like, ah, shit, like, you know, you're kicking yourself. Not that you can do anything about it. Right. But you want to see it live when it happens. Yeah, no, totally. And it's just, I just don't want, I don't want to be bothered. I just want to watch the fucking game and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that, man. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, now that my son's into football, it's like, hey, I'd love to watch the game with him. But unfortunately, I'm under the covid quarantine, so I'll be I'll be rolling solo like it or not. <laughs> well, unfortunately or fortunately, yeah, well, then like, you can't see your kid. But yeah, no, I, I think it's it's unfortunate that I don't have the option. But yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's a blessing in disguise because, yeah, I, I will fully enjoy just getting to watch it on my own. Yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, and I'll probably text you or something through the game, you know. Maybe I'll hit my Facebook Messenger up. I don't know. YouTube might not like us advertising for them. Oh, boy. Yeah, should I? I guess I'll, I'll have to scrub that from the video yeah, before have, we post it. Yeah, you'll have to scrub it. that out of the video before yeah. you post it. Just... I'll, I'll, I'll bleep it, and I'll put, like, the black bar over my mouth so it's like, Oh, yep. I didn't like cut it out. I just, you know, I edited it, but still in there somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and and then like the algorithm will put us like 8,000th on the list and we won't get any. Are are we on the list right now, James? I think they made a mistake. Yeah. Do they they just like block our videos and nobody's actually fucking. Not allowing anybody to even find them. Or we just got that bad this year. I don't know, man. I, You know. Or uh, we were never that good and they thought we might be. And so they, they were giving us a boost before. And now they're just like, fuck, we're done propping these guys up. They couldn't get above 200 views. Fuck this shit. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I'll always cherish those 200 views. Hey, you know what I hear when you say that is, wait, we got 200 views. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. I was actually just talking to somebody about it. They were like, "Dude, that's like 200 people." And I'm like, "Yeah, probably like four of them were me, right?" But like, I don't know who these other 196 people are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe it was like five people going back 20 different times. And if that's the case, then bless their hearts. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, that's about all I got, man. You got any closing thoughts? No, that's about all I got. Okay. Well, hey, for anybody who's watching, we hope you guys like the show. Uh, if you are going to a Super Bowl party, you know, just be safe, be smart. It's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be a lot of idiots on the road. And so just be careful. But uh, otherwise, hit that subscribe button, like the video, and, uh, yeah, whichever team you're on, just have fun with it. So, James, like always, man, I'll catch you later. It was a good time. All right, sounds good. Have a good one. Gridiron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike.